So I'm sitting there just bottling up all these things and they cut to commercial. I'm just like, yo, I, I, I gotta quit. I can't do this. This is, yeah. I cannot get through this. But when you push through those moments, man, there's so much abundance on the other side of that. Yo, it's your boy Business, AKA the show Venter. I vent about all your favorite shows and all that. BMF, Power Ghost, Power Force. Raising Canaan, Bel-Air, y'all know what I do, man. This is the Love is Love podcast, episode four. I got a special guest in the building, man. Like, this week we had to up it, bro. This week we had to up it, we keep upping it. You know what I'm saying? I got dancer, professional dancer. He been dancing for years, you know what I'm saying? On big stages. You probably didn't know that, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna get into all of that, though. Actor now, like, Great actor, bro. Great actor, like with the drama, dramatic, bro. Like he's different with it. Like he's different. When the lights is on, he's on. Get what I'm saying? I got Ade Chike, aka Scrap, Scrappy. I call him Scrap from Raising Canaan. Man, what's, what's up, up, bro? What's good, my brother? <laughs> happy to be here, man. Yeah, man. I'm happy you're here, man. So, just want to let the people know, like a little bit about yourself and all that, like a little background about you for the people that don't know. For sure. You know what I'm saying. Grew up in Brooklyn, uh, Bed-Stuy to be specific. Uh, Bed-Stuy. You know what I'm saying? Bed-Stuy <laughs> do or die, you know? Uh, mom is from Jamaica, came up here for college, art school, met my pops, both artists. So it was kind of destined for me and my siblings to be involved in creativity. You know, we all grew up dancing, playing a guitar, singing, playing a piano, drumming, doing capoeira, gymnastics on the swim team. So my parents really just kept us busy to keep us off the streets. You know, we didn't even, we didn't even realize that that's what it was. We were just accustomed Monday through Sunday, always having something to do. So the beautiful thing is as I got older, I tried to keep that same discipline, still keep my, my schedule full and busy, you know, and just looking at the arts and realizing I can create a life for myself by doing what I love. That's fire, I'm not gonna lie. Like you you really just you was straight out the gate with it. Like you was doing so much. Like this is yeah, not no man. overnight success. Yeah. This is not It's cool because people see it now and they're like, whoa, dude, this is so cool. <laughs> like, welcome. And I'm like, oh thank yeah. you, man. I'm feeling like a slave because I've been working behind the scenes yeah. for so long, you know. Nah, that's a fact. So you started studying dance like around the age of six. Yeah. Six, six, seven years old, man. First first dance class, African dance class, man. Absolutely terrified. You know, you walk into class and at that age, I'm looking in the class and all I see is girls. Something that I can appreciate more today. But you yeah. know, at six, you're like, where the fellas, man? Where the fellas? So yeah. that first class was terrifying, man. But as soon as the drums started playing, man, and I started moving, it was just like, I felt at home. It was natural. Home, natural, bro. And my, my parents used to dance as well, too. Oh, okay, so my father, okay, okay. My father did African dance. My mom danced. She studied at the... Jamaican School of Ballet in, uh, in Kingston. So it was just, uh, it was a normal part of the household. Oh, okay. We'd be, after dinner, dance break, pops put on some music and we just in the living room vibing out, you know what I mean? My older brother is a tap dancer. He was in a Broadway show, bringing the noise, bringing the funk with Savion Glover. So that gave us access to a whole new world as well. Now we're chilling with tap greats like Gregory Hines and just Legend. masters of the craft, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? And looking at them as normal people. So it, it's, it's really been a beautiful journey, man. 
Yeah, that's legendary. So what's your background of your father? I know you said he was from Buffalo, but... Yeah, so Pops is from, he's from the east side of Buffalo, man. Grew up in the projects. Like, his story is crazy because he wasn't doing that good in school, man. Academics were tough, but he was a brilliant artist and had no idea he could even get into college until a guidance counselor was like, yo, there's scholarships. You can get a scholarship for your art. So this country bumpkin family from Alabama, living in Buffalo, hopped on a bus, came to New York City just... 18 years old, green, wide-eyed, and just <laughs> just ready to, to take up the city. Because he's from Buffalo. So, you know, Buffalo, yeah. very different from, from New, New York. York City. So yeah. he's getting down here, and it's just the culture, the energy, the food, the arts. And he just really got into um, just black empowerment and black excellence. And I think at that time in, like, late 70s, 80s, that was that there was a surge of just embracing our blackness you know there was the black panthers and my parents gave all their children african names and my father started creating like african art they grew out their locks and it was just it was really just a full embrace of, of themselves which is beautiful because now it allowed me to embrace myself you know me yeah. even being a dancer and being like oh just do dance this. <laughs> and i'm like yeah i dance yeah, and what? What's up? Yeah, and I'm nasty on this joint too, bro. So. Yeah, nah, definitely, bro. You him. You yeah, him that, when it comes to that. That's, like, that's how I felt back then too, you know. When you're yeah. younger, you feel invincible. I'm like, you can't tell me nothing, man. You got to know before they know it. Yeah, you got to. Man. You can't convince someone else that you're, you're, you're great at something or this is possible if you don't Believe feel convinced it. yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you went to LaGuardia High School. LAG, man, the fame school. <laughs> that's the, that school changed everything for me, man. It changed everything, you know, because it was probably the first time um, I realized that there were other people like me that at 13, 14 years old knew like, nah, this is what I want to do. It's rare to be a teenager and be like, this yeah. is what I want to do when I grow up. So to be around people that shared uh, the same goals and the same values, you know, it just, it motivates you to continue to succeed. They say you are the sum of the the main four to five people you hang out with. So if everybody is trying to win and be great, I got into LaGuardia, man, I was put into the lowest level, level one, right? <laughs> I get there, man, we do <laughs> orientation. They put the list up like in the movies, you know, I was like, oh, what, 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 what grade did you get in, you know? And of course I look at the advanced list and I'm like, boop, 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 boop. All right, let me let me look at this list again. I that was about six <laughs> times, bro. Like, my name has got to be on here. Then I finally look over to the, the the beginner list and I see my name on it. And I'm like, damn, man, that that really that's that really hurts. And everybody's seeing the list, like it's oh, like yeah. public. It's, like, it's in the hallway. That's <laughs> crazy, hallway. man. Yeah, that's you like know? that's like when you get in. Uh, test grade or something in school, Literally. and then you don't really want to show because you, you see you got 65. like a 60 something. Yeah, bro. Everybody else got 90s, and, <laughs> and, and you trying to like, you know what I'm saying, slide yeah, away a little bit. Like, yo, what you got? I ain't see it yet. Like, or stuff like that. But yeah. So just, how did that go? Like, when after that part? So, man, I remember standing there and I'm looking at the list and I'm like, wow, one humbled me. I came in there thinking. I was the best thing since sliced bread, you know what I mean? Big fish in a little pond. My dance school, I was that guy, you know? <laughs> this school, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of those guys, you know what I'm saying? And they're smoking me right now. So I remember staring at that list and I, man, it's so, it's really so funny. I said to myself, I said, you know what? 
by the time I leave this school, I'm gonna be one of your best dancers to ever grace these halls. I said, you know what? By the time I graduate, I'm, I'm gonna get into any school I wanna get into. I'm gonna get scholarships, bro. Matter of fact, I'm gonna be in a senior concert before I'm even a senior. This is what I said. Freshman year was a rough year for me because I'm coming from Catholic school with nuns. You understand? Yeah. Like Catholic school, like getting up, saying the Pledge of Allegiance, walking single file, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Going to mass to public high school artists, no uniform. So I was just in school, like running around, cutting class, doing all the things <laughs> I'm not supposed to be doing. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think it honestly came from me low-key being discouraged about the level I was put in. So I, I did not apply myself freshman year. Sophomore year, I got a girlfriend at the time. So I'm like, I'm not trying to be a loser. Yeah. So let me apply myself, right? right? And that was just the catalyst to get me locked in, all right? So then I have a parent-teacher conference, and I think I'm doing good. And one of my teachers talks to my mom, and she goes, you know, I just don't think the dance department is for him. You know, we have a wonderful technical theater department. He can learn how to be a stagehand and work backstage. And I'm just like, whoa, crushed. Because I'm going, how can you not see how passionate I am about this, right? So I was literally depressed for about a month in school, just kind of showing up. And crazy enough, my mom showed up to my school without telling me, unbeknownst to me, and spoke to my teacher and just let her know the effect that her words had on me, right? And my teacher came running into my classroom with tears in her eyes like, yo, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I did not know that you felt this way. I did not know that my words impacted you in this way. I never meant to hurt you. But now I'm going, now I got to make you eat your words. Yeah. Now I gotta got to make you eat your words. So that sophomore, junior year, I was an assassin, bro. I was stretching all day, every day, studying. I'm in school. Then I'm going to after school programs, training, just trying to get as nasty as possible. Got into the senior concert my junior year. I wow. check, fulfill that prophecy. Right? Boom. Senior year, I get moved up to the advanced level. Boom. End of the year, all the scholarships. I probably Crazy. cleaned up like 92% of the scholarships. Wow. I'm literally sitting at the award ceremony with my mom like, yo, mom, this is crazy. They're like, are they? I'm like, oh, snap, <laughs> another one. I don't even know what this is for. All right, cool. Thank you, man. Yeah. And got to get into my school, man, full scholarship. So it was really a moment for me to realize that if I apply myself, I can really do this. Then look, remember I told you, freshman year, I messed up. Yeah. So senior year, I had to make up for all. Nice school. Bro. I had no threats. Yo, so look. <laughs> look at this. I'm like, yo, I have to graduate. Because how I'm trying to leave this school and the legacy I want to leave, it can't be, oh, he was a dope dancer, but you know he ain't graduate, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I didn't want no asterisks or disclaimers next to my right. name. So senior year, I got to make up five classes. Tough. High school is only like two classes, right? So I spoke to my guidance counselor. She's like, oh, you're not going to graduate, but you get to go to prom. I'm like, I don't give a damn about prom, lady. Uh, like, I don't want to dress up in no suit. So <laughs> I ended up talking to a teacher of mine randomly, man. And she's like, wait, it's not too late to get in high school. I work at one at Washington Urban. Show up today and I'm going to get you in. All right. Backstory. The summer before my senior year, bro, two weeks before school starts, House burns down. 
Your house? My house burns down two wow. weeks before my senior year, bro. House burns down. We lose everything. We staying at my aunt's house, staying at this, like literally coaching over, and this is my senior year. Y'all was good though? Yeah, we were safe. We lost uh, our dog. We lost our dog in rest a fire. In peace. But um, nobody, nobody got hurt. But I'm coming into my senior year with all of this stuff on my mind, and I still got to show up and deliver, right? Like, get to night school. And first day of class, I get there, and the teacher's like, why, why are you just now joining us in night school? And I'm like, oh, apologies. You know, I, my house burned down. And she's just like, oh, I'm Stop. Have a seat, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's why you gotta be nice, lady, you know? So I'm in night school four days a week. Tuesdays and Thursdays at Washington Irving down by Union Square, then Mondays and Wednesdays at another school. So my schedule was 8 a.m. to 3.30, full schedule of classes, LaGuardia. Senior year, right after school ends, we have rehearsal for the senior concert. So 3.30 to 6.30, I'm in rehearsal. Then I leave immediately, go to night school, Two classes, finishing at about like 11, 11.30 p.m., getting home after midnight, doing my LaGuardia school homework, doing my night school homework, getting up right back again five days a week. Putting out work. Bro, I'm like, I'm exhausted. And then I had to take another class, independent study, where I got to do a whole semester in two weeks. I heard about something like that. You know that. what I'm saying? So I'm like just, I, to this day, I'm, I still don't know how I was able to make it through, bro. I was locked into <laughs> something beyond me, bro. But that moment has stayed with me forever because now I'm going, oh, it's possible. I, anytime I feel overwhelmed, I look back at that moment and go, well, that was the worst of the worst, man. And you, you sailed through that. So strap up man, and continue to push forward. No, nah, that's a fact. But I want to just get into in 2010, you was on mm -hmm. So You Think You Could Dance. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> people didn't know that. A lot of people didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's like, that's the Snapple fact now. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's crazy because when I was dancing, that was like my, my biggest credit. Like, oh, snap, So You Think You Could Dance. And it's funny because I knew that I would have to do something epic on an acting tip for people to, to not look at me as Adichike, you know? So... I remember first coming into the game and I would go on audition like, oh my God, I know you. So you think you can dance, you're a dancer. And I'm like, no, you ain't just I'm an see actor. the scene I'm I just delivered now. for y'all. Like, yeah. So I'd be like, no, I'm not a dancer. I'm an actor that can dance. Right. That's how I started to redefine myself, right? Mm -hmm. So 2010, man, it's crazy because I was working at rugby, rugby Ralph Lauren. Oh, rugby's was fire back right? in the day. I used man. to work at rugby, man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working at, oh, yeah. at rugby. It was awesome to work there, but I'm sitting there like, y'all, listen, man. I'm not a normal guy. I'm not like y'all, man. Y'all want to work here. Y'all want to move up, become managers, go to corporate. I'm like, bro, I'm not. This is not for me. This Find is me. literally a transitional period. I'm using this to fund my career, right? Mm -hmm. And one of my coworkers was like, yeah, well, if you're such a good dancer, why are you working here? And I said, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yo, Question. you're right. Damn. So I saw the audition for So You Think. And I would watch the show all the time and be like, man, I'll smoke these dudes. They're not messing with me, <laughs> man. I'm nicer than all of these cats, right? Yeah. So when I see this audition, I just hear a voice that says, put your money where your mouth is. And I'm just like, I don't really have an excuse to not audition. So I didn't tell a soul. I just told my immediate family, my parents and my siblings. Cause I'm like, if I don't make it on the show, 
Nobody will know. You know what I mean? If I'm telling everybody like, yo, I'm auditioning for this and I get cut, then that's, I'm like, if I, if I don't make it on the show, it'll be able to just be swept into the rug. I can go back to my peaceful life. Just, you know? like, just like when you was in school and then they're showing everything. Literally, bro, literally. Nah. So I had one experience at the store with just a, a really bad customer, right? And I'm going, oh, that's it. I can't do this anymore because yeah. I can't even respond as a normal person. I got to respond as an employee for this company. So that really motivated me to just go for the audition, man. I line up at the theater, six o'clock in the morning, it's pouring raining, and I'm just like, go home, go home, bro, what are you doing? And something just kept me there, bro. Get there, I'm waiting for hours, finally get on stage, make it through the first few rounds, then I make it to the next day, I'm near 6 a.m., don't dance until like midnight, just there. So now by the time I finally dance, my body is, tight i'm trying to do it i almost yeah. slipped they roast me i got to do another audition <laughs> and i finally i make it to vegas and i'm like oh snap i made it to this big stage next level this yeah. is crazy they fly me out to vegas they putting us up in at planet hollywood hotel and i get to vegas and it's terrifying because i'm seeing some of the best dancers in the world in the world and i'm like yo that's that's alex wong that's that's billy bell that's anything these are all living legends right legends, and i'm like yeah. what would make them choose me over them yeah you know what i'm saying and originally so you think they choose a top 20. my year they're going we're just choosing a top 10 because we're bringing back all stars so now i'm going you just cut my chances in half yeah you know what i mean the, the odds of me getting it are even less now so i just stick through man stay focused i fight through vegas week bro every day was harder than the next, you know what I mean? Like the next day was harder than the previous day. And yeah. the previous day was the hardest thing I had ever done. You know, so I'm sitting there realizing, yo, I gotta just push through. Yeah. Then there's a moment they're gonna send me home. That's a fact. They were gonna send me home and I'm like, what? And I just start crying. Not because I was sad or because I was hurt. I was just so frustrated and I'm like, I can't really express myself. Yeah. You know, I can't go, yo, no, you gotta, cause then you're gonna be that guy on the show that's like, stop talking, just <laughs> stop talking. Just Let dance. them do what they do and just leave, bro, <laughs> you know? So they, they give me an opportunity to dance for my life. That's like a, a second chance, right? Oh, okay. So immediately cameras just all up in your face. And I'm like, yo, can I, can I get a moment? They're like, this is, this is the show. So I literally go to the bathroom and I'm chilling in the stall because that's the only place that the cameras can come. I'm in the stall like this, legs up, bro, just like, oh, I just need five minutes. They come knocking and like, hey, buddy, you gotta, you gotta come out here. You gotta come out. So I call my mom and I'm just telling my mom what's going on and she's like, well, did they send you home? I'm like, no. She goes, well, you have a second chance to show them what you have to offer. And I'm like, you know what? They sent me home, they sent me home. This one, this is for my moms. I don't give a damn about anything else. Yeah. I'm doing this for my mom. So when I went out there, I remember starting my choreography and I don't remember seeing anybody. I don't remember seeing it. I was just so locked in. It was just like, by the time I finished, I didn't care what the judges had to say. I didn't yeah. care if they accepted me or not. I'm like, I feel, I feel great with what I, just, what I just displayed for you guys. So I did it, next thing you know, Yes, yes, yes. And I'm sitting there like, what? To go from yeah. having a really rough start to this situation to getting a unanimous yes to go through to the next rounds, right? Make it through Vegas. I'm back at work. Because there was uh, like a... Rugby. Yeah, back at rugby. Back at the... Oop, I told Cats, I took a ski trip. 
Yeah. Nobody knows because I still don't know if I've made it on the show. Right. So like a month later, producers call, they come to the crib like, hey, we're going to be coming to your house and the judge is going to come and let you know if you've made it or not. I'm like, that's terrible. So y'all going to come to my house, set up lights, talk to my family and possibly tell me no. no. So I'm just there terrified, bro. They come to the crib, talking to me, give me some constructive criticism. And I'm like, oh, here we go, bro. And the choreographer, me and Michael, she goes, you had a move in your solo. It was something like this, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. She goes, you're in our top 10. And I'm just like, whoa. I'm leaving for LA in a week. So I got to go to rugby. So I'm like, hey, guys, listen, can I talk to y'all real quick? They're like, oh, no, no, man. Because I was just complaining about money a couple weeks ago. So they're like, no, dude, dude, dude. Not. I'm like, no, guys, listen, listen. It's, it's, there's some good news and some bad news. Good news is I've been selected to be a part of top 10 for So You Think You Can Dance. They're like, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. I'm like, more on that later. Bad news is today's my last day. Right? I'm out. So I just dipped out. I'm in L.A. on the show whirlwind bro absolutely terrifying probably the most terrifying experience of my life because it's me it's not a character yeah so you're getting people going i hate this dude he's horrible <laughs> he's a mistake and i'm sitting here having to go man all right let me why do you hate i'm just a dancer yeah you know but the best experience i could have ever had just crash course into the industry crash course into having thick skin here and the worst of the worst on live television bro yeah. For three months. You know what I'm saying? The worst of the worst and having to stand there and go, thank you, Nigel. You know, and the biggest compliment was people talk about my grace and how I handled myself because it was tough. You know, like I would just try to hold my composure because I didn't want anyone to see me break on national television. Right. You know, so I'm sitting there just bottling up all these things and they cut to commercial. And I'm just like... Yo, I, I, I gotta quit. I can't do this. This is, yeah. I cannot get through this. But when you push through those moments, man, there's so much abundance on the other side of that. Yeah, definitely. Cause that's live television. Like live that's, television, that's no cut. No cut, bro. You make a mistake. Mm -hmm. It's, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You drop a partner, you, you fall on a floor. It's not like, okay, can we do another take? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. you, the, the one you do has to be the best one. But that's preparation me transitioning to acting, you know, because I don't treat it like I got a thousand takes because every production, every director is different. You might have a character that's insignificant in the grand scheme of things and they're not going to marinate in this scene. So it's like I'm coming in performance ready from the first take. You know what I'm saying? And that's coming from my experience on doing So You Think You Can Dance. It's that preparation. I was just about to segue into that because it definitely trained you like for acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're already like, you know, like you had thick skin from, from before. Yeah. You know how to like when somebody tell you no, you don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you might do a take on set and the director's like, no, 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 no. Why are you doing that? And somebody might go, are you serious? Well, this is what I thought. All right, cool. What are, what, are you, what are you trying to accomplish? You want it like this? Cool. Let's bang it out. Boom. No feelings in this, man. Just allow me to remove the emotions, which is tough because I'm doing what I love. Yeah. Right? This is an emotional experience. This is something that I love. So to have someone tell you to remove the emotions from it was really tough for me. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, man, let's, let's, let's do another take. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you can't take stuff personally. Can't take it personally because I might not see what they see. Yeah. I don't know what the director is trying to accomplish. I don't know what that shot looks like behind the camera. I'm in front of the camera, so he might have a completely different vision and perspective from mine. So the best thing I can do is honor his and hopefully get the chance to honor my perspective as well. Right. So you was on Grease Live. Yeah, man, Grease that, Live. That's different. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's legendary that was for the people that don't know. Like, history, man. You know, yeah, yeah. I was like, for me to be black and in Greece, so I've just thought about the new generation and my nephews and nieces. This will be the Greece that they see. Because they're yeah. not watching Greece with John Travolta. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they're not watching them old movies. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if they watch this, I'm like, man, this, this, this is a part of history, man. Then I'm getting a chance to work with Kiki Palmer, yeah. Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Jesse J. I got to choreograph and teach Boys the Men some choreography, bro. I'm in the studio wow. with these cats, and I'm like, this is this. I want more of this, right? So I'm yeah. I'm there as a dancer, but like, I gotta get to the other side. Yeah, I gotta get to the other side, man. Right, so, right. You know, being able to see it in front of you only allows only allows you to 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 manifest it even more clearly. Right. And then I'm around people like, I remember Kiki being like, yo, you ever thought about doing stand-up? And I'm like, well, what? <laughs> because I'm, I'm a dancer here. I'm like, well, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. think I'm funny? You can see me in those little things, bro, just planted a seed in me to let me go, okay, so there are other people that see what I see. Yeah. So I got to just keep working until it's no longer just something that's inside of me and it's something that is tangible and put out into the world. You have to keep going, man. You have like, to keep you know going, With the shirt, man. Yeah, yeah. Know. Ex yeah. Exactly. Exactly. This episode is sponsored by Keep Going Merch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> go on businessandco.store. Go Come get on. you a shirt, hoodie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He already got his. I got mine in the bag right now. Yeah, he already got his. You know what I'm saying? But definitely, you're definitely funny naturally, though. Oh, thank you, man. It's yeah, <laughs> definitely funny naturally. <laughs> Because everybody don't got that, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's also growing up in New York, man. It's, it's survival, bro, because you're going to get roasted. My name is Ade Chike, bro. You know, I, I was called every name in the book, man. Ade Freake, you have to this, you know what I'm saying? So eventually I'm like, I, I have to turn these tables. And, you know, honestly, growing up watching Martin, of Wayne's course, brothers, Jamie Foxx, just... I didn't realize how much of an impression those things left on me. You know what I mean? You look at Martin, this dude is skinny, big ears, but on the show, he's the big dog. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it allowed me to look at myself <laughs> in a different light. So I'm walking around like, oh, what you talking about, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah. And realizing just the power of the tongue and how I could just change a situation. I wasn't a hard kid. I was I was a really nice happy guy you know i wasn't yeah. out here trying to i wasn't trying to scrap you know what i mean i was Scrap, trying to make happy yeah. so <laughs> i really was just the comedy was a a big part of my life man you know and even with with scrappy and raising canaan any role i do i always try to keep the characters colorful and sprinkle in a little bit of that comedic uh, flair you know what i'm saying then nah that's definitely fire man like yeah. it, it make my job easier like when i do videos on the show Oh they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. I'm not gonna lie, cause when they already like when the characters are already funny, yeah, it's not. I'm like, I could do a video like that, cause it's already funny. Yeah, for sure. You know, what I'm saying? it's something that people are gonna laugh at anyway. But your videos yeah. are hilarious, bro. <laughs> nah, appreciate that. No, I'm that, serious bro. because I, you know, when Scrappy got killed, 
I was off the gram for like three days because it was just sad. People like making obituaries. And I'm like, yo, I'm alive, bro. Like <laughs> I'm seeing me with doves in the clouds. And I'm like, this is kind of hard to watch. You know, yeah. cats making posters with the pistol to my head, the bullet coming through. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to take some time off this much. thing. And then I remember seeing your joint, bro. Because I saw previous videos. And I was like, man, I hope when Scrap dies, uh, my boy does one for me. That I remember That's you crazy, saying, bro. Nah, Scrap. R.I.P. Scrap. And I'm just sitting there like, yo, this dude is genius. This dude is genius, man. Nah, nah, I had to, bro, because I was pissed, bro. I'm like, nah, why they do that for? I, yeah, knew, you, yeah, I yeah. knew you didn't tell. <laughs> I knew you didn't tell, bro. I was like, yo, it's crazy because I did that video and no evidence came out that it was your mm. mom or none of that. I was just like, yo, it probably was his mom. Like, he... You know what I'm saying? His mom was a CI, saying it yeah. wasn't him. You know what I'm saying? What was like, there to tell? Yeah, like, I mean, you knew everything, but still. I had plenty of opportunities to tell. So it's like, in that moment, there was, there was nothing happening that would make me go, oh, snap, they got something on me. Yeah. You know? Now that's a fact, bro. And you lost your eye. Like, you lost your eye. You were using the trenches for them. Come like, on, you bro. was going they crazy. They dropped me off bro. butt naked on the stoop <laughs> in a pair of briefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and them. Like, they did you dirty, bro. And I was wearing boxers that day. You understand? <laughs> so somebody stripped me, put me into a pair of briefs, and dropped me off in front of Rock's house, man. And I think I think I put in the video too. They forgot when you picked up Kanan too. Kanan shot his pops and all that. You pulled up on him with the eye patch. Yeah. At nighttime, bro. Saved his ass, like picked him up and all that. Drove him back to the Come hood. On. Got him away, you know what I'm saying? Cops was just running around on, all man. hood all night, bro. But that's the beauty. The cool thing is <laughs> I, I can rest and sleep well knowing, like, Scrap wasn't a snake. You know, because after that first episode, people were like, oh, you dirty, man. You yeah. a snake. I'm like, yeah. God, yo, wait till next week, man. Let this thing unfold before y'all don't even have any evidence, bro. Nah, that's a fact, bro. Power universes, they different. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a different it's a different ball game, man. But... It, but it's it's wonderful. I'm I'm honestly happy to even be a part of it, even if I do play a, a small role in this, in the grand scheme of it. Um, nah, you had a big role, bro. Don't discount it. Oh, thank your you, role, man. I appreciate that. Your role was definitely like prominent, like definitely needed. Thank you, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I think I put in the video too. One of the most loyalist soldiers. Oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In power history, though. Yeah, that's that's the crazy part, man. Because. I would see like these polls. It'd be like Scrappy, Two Bit, Julio. Who, yeah, Julio and yeah. Um, like two other characters. And I'm like, wow, Scrap is in that in that category. Yeah. And it would it would really be overwhelming to me because I'm just I'm in it. You know, I'm just doing the work. I'm like, man, yeah. these are my choices. I hope that the people bang with it. I hope they like the character. I hope it helps push the story along. But I had no no expectations. I, I could not anticipate anybody even recognizing me from the show. Yeah. Like, I did not expect anything. I'm, I'm walking through the sty, normal, like, oh, on the back man. blocks. Cats oh, like, hey, yo, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we good. Like, They're like, what's up, Scrap? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I got to, okay, I'm on a show. I had to remember cats looking at me. And I'm like, yeah. you good, boy? Yeah. Oh, you look like old boy on TV. And I'm like, oh snap i gotta remember i'm in a this is a show that people watch yeah i've been on plenty of shows that nobody's ever seen you know so i'm like oh people actually watch this joint this is a this is a new experience you know yeah so like just take us through that like how was the audition process wow. you know what i'm saying the call like i know that was life-changing because when you get on yeah, power like man. 
it's different after that. I'm not going to cap. Wow. So my first power experience, I went in for Power Book 2 Ghosts. I oh. went in for uh, Kane, Kane Tejada. What? That was the first one. I was like, yo, this dude is nuts. He crazy, bro. I'm like, I don't know, man. He's a little, yeah, yeah. it just started off wild, you know? Shout out to Woody, because he does a, a hell of a yeah, job with that joint, man. Different with that. And um, a couple months later, I want to say maybe like two months later, I get called in for Raising Canaan. But I get called in for the role of Lulu. Wow. I auditioned for Lulu and sent off the self-tape. And then I get a call back like two weeks later, all right? And they're like, yo, you got a producer session um, at the studio. And it's so cool because when I get to the session, right, there's two other dudes there. First dude is Toby Sandman, who ended up playing Symphony. Symphony. Yeah. Second dude is Quincy. Oh. Right? So first yeah. I see him, I'm like... We couldn't possibly be going in for the same roles. I'm like, y'all, y'all too pretty, man. Like, I'm like, we could. I'm like, what are we going in for right now? Man? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, nah, man. I'm like, something ain't right. So I get in the room, man. I do my thing. I they were. It was such a weird energy in the room. I could not tell if I had a good audition or not. Like you walk in a room, it's 20 people, and it's just like. <laughs> Right, and I just and yeah. I'm just sitting there like, hey, and I remember Sasha Penn, the writer and creator of Reason yeah. Canaan. He just said something that kind of broke the ice, and I was like, this dude, he's cool. I had no idea that that was even Sasha. I just thought there was a cool dude in the room. Do the first, I do my three scenes. I leave the audition. I call my wife like, yo, babe, I uh, I don't know, bro. What scenes? It was um, wow. Okay, so. The first scene was probably from the first episode when it's, uh, it's Rock, Marvin, and Lulu in a diner. And they're oh. talking about like the mathematics, the God yeah. power. And they talk, it, was, it was that scene. Yeah. They're talking about like, yo, this is a bodega on something in short. They were trying to find a new, a new stash spot. Okay. You know how they end up getting a bodega? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so he was talking about that. Second scene was Lulu talking to Jukebox. Oh, okay. When he got famous studio time, but she didn't oh, get studio time. Right? Yeah, she, she, was, she was tight about that. Yeah. Then the third scene, which was the one I loved, was when Lulu and Marvin got into it and they ended up fighting. Oh, they were fighting outside. Yes. So yeah. I'm in that joint like, oh, you. So I'm giving it, I'm like, oh, this is the, this is the scene that's going to book it, right? Yeah. I'm giving them the New York energy. Boom, 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 boom. And they're like, oh, let's, let's try it like this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I mean, that one felt good, but all right, let's just do it, Joe. So we yeah. do it again. So I just leave the audition just completely like, all right, I probably ain't booked that joint. All good. Leave it alone. And my manager calls me two days later like, yo, check your email. Email from casting like, hey, so the role of Lulu went in a completely different direction. However, we love him for the role of Scrappy. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know who this is, but I like his name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, if his name is Scrappy, the boy is probably scrapping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Unless Sound he was like born in the scrapyard. You know, there's yeah. two, but I mean, you know what I mean? There's two, two possibilities, you know? Either he's collecting junk or yeah. that boy is out here swinging, you know? So I'm like, yeah. scrappy, okay? Had no lines, anything. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> what am I doing in the show? So yeah. I originally was going to say no. Wow. Because I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, nah, man, I went in for Lulu. Who is this guy? What's this? Who is he? Yeah. So Sasha Penn actually called me wow. and we chopped it up and he just kind of gave me a, 
uh, expedited rundown of Scrappy's journey, things he's gonna be doing without revealing too much. Like, yo, he's gonna be with Kanan. Kind of shows Kanan some things. He's Rock's right hand man. So I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. He told me some things about what could possibly happen to him. You know, me getting in trouble. So I'm just like, all right, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. Still not knowing what I'm coming into because I didn't audition for Scrappy. So I'm, I don't know what to even truly bring to this character, right? Yeah. But Sasha goes, I want you to make Scrappy whoever you want him to be. So I'm like, oh. That's fire. Control. Oh, so now I'm going, oh, now I, I can really give this character some depth and I can create my own backstory. I can create my own intentions and goals and ways of moving. So I just really came through to, to honor New York City and the yeah. New York Goonies I grew up seeing on the corners. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yo, if these cats. And best of. Yes, if these cats respect yeah. the work and they think that this dude is thorough, then mission accomplished. I wasn't worried about Hollywood or what critics or anybody thought. I said, yo, this is, this is for New York City, bro. If I can, if I can successfully pull this off, man, job well done. <laughs> Definitely. So, like, you work with some dope characters in the show, though. Yes, yes. Yeah, like, very dope. So, how was it working with Makai? Oh, man, I love that dude, man. Shout out to Makai Curtis, man. This <laughs> good little bro. Yo, he's, he's, a, he's brilliant, man. For, for a young kid, I can't, not a young kid, a young man, to take on such a, an important role. Yeah. This is called Raising Canaan. And yeah. you're playing Canaan. 50, and yeah. to see him, and you playing 50, yeah. it's already, this is already somebody, you know? And you gotta come in and tell his story from the beginning. But to see him come in, man, he's so focused, so disciplined, so dedicated, man. There's no ego, he's just there to work, man. Probably one of my favorite people to film with, man. Like, our scenes are just effortless. It's not work, because we got a genuine love and rapport in real life that by the time they say action, it's like, oh, all right, all right, all right, yeah, let's yeah, get started, yeah. boom. <laughs> and which also gives us the opportunity to push things way further than, if I don't know you, I might not feel comfortable making certain choices. So my favorite episode that we shot together was um, the episode when we fight. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you about that too. You know yeah. what I mean? His energy, my energy, we in there getting so much adrenaline, we throwing punches at the wrong time. Boom, he punched me in the face. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, keep going. Boom. So I, it's just, it's an absolute blast, man. When you're yeah. working with people that you love, it's just, it's a win-win every single day. I look forward to going to work. I, I can't wait to get out the trailer to go over these lines. And yo, I'm gonna try it like this, bro. I'm, I'm gonna say it like this, you know. I'm, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to piss him off. When we first started shooting, he was like, "Damn, man, you, damn, man, I feel I, you, you really little man to me." And I'm like, "Yeah, what are you doing here? You yeah. know what I'm saying? You in my stash spot right now? I'm babysitting, you know." But yeah. cast is incredible, man. Everybody that shows up is showing up at a thousand percent. So it's forcing you to level up every single minute of the day. You're going, oh, that's, that's how you that's come how you coming? Yeah. Oh, okay, so now I got to gotta go lock in. Yeah, you know? I got to go crazy. Yeah, man. Now you were, I'm telling you, some great actors on that show. And you work with Patina Miller. Patina, bro. Come on. Somebody came up to me and was like, yo, man, I love how you, uh, when you work with Patina and your scenes with Rock, how you like, you show her her respect. 
Like you play your role, but you're not trying to. And I'm like, bro, that's real. Yeah. She commands that energy. When she goes through the hair and makeup wardrobe transformation, <laughs> you're not seeing, you don't see patina anymore. Yeah. You see rock, the hair and everything. You're like, oh, she makes you, she makes you pull up. And she's yeah. just a force because she's an absolute sweetheart. Absolute sweetheart. Yeah. So even the scenes when she got to kill me, she's like, oh no. Oh man, this is so, yeah, <laughs> this is so yeah. sad, you know? Right, right, but right. Everybody forces you to do something. London, crazy. I was ask you he's, right just, he's so funny. <laughs> he's so witty. We do the table reads. He's just. You do stand up. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing, bro. I first watched him on Ballers, yeah, HBO. Yeah. That was my first introduction. And I loved his character on there because I had a friend on the show. And I remember, I actually hated his character. I said, yo, whoever played this cat, I can't stand him, bro. Because he was uh, an antagonist. Yeah. And my boy goes, well, bro, you know, he's actually a comedian. He's wow. actually really funny and a nice guy. And that moment clicked for me that I don't have to be nasty to play a nasty character. I don't have to be mean to play a mean character. It literally was me watching London and Ballers that even made me playing Scrappy possible. You ever told him that? Yeah, but he can't receive it. He's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. he, he he's a tourist like me. So Taurus is like, yeah, hey, all right. I, I'm, but he, he won't receive it. Oh, okay, but I'm like, okay. bro, I tell him that all I'm like, bro, I got to give you your flowers, man. It's an honor to work with you, bro. Him even making me want to try improv more and trying more choices in a different takes. So I'm looking at him like, yo, this dude said something different every single time. Every single time, you're just going, whoa, how does he feel so confident in his choices? But he's just, do, he's working on it so much that that preparation allows him to fly free once we get on set. Yeah, you could tell he loved the craft. He loves it, bro. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that whole cast is crazy, man. That, that was the saddest part about Scrap getting killed off. I'm like, dang, man, like, yeah, we can't hang out anymore. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to miss y'all. We still, we're still cool, still chill, but. It's just a different dynamic when you get to go to work with these people yeah, yeah, yeah. every day, you know. So you got like any um, 50 Cent stories? Like you ever met like well, any type I, of? Well, the crazy, I met 50 um, at the first table read, which was wow. crazy. So I, I was living in LA at the time. When I was living, in, I was in LA for seven years. So I flew back to New York for power. This is my first joint I worked on in the city. So I'm feeling crazy because I've been on my California tip. Yeah. I'm chilling, palm trees, going on hikes. So I'm like, I don't even know if I could fully get pull back this in. off. Yeah. Right? So we get to the table read. I get to the building. And I'm like, all right, bro, I get off the elevator. There's like six cameras. Boom. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> They're recording this? This is, I forgot. This is power. This is a yeah. whole new ballgame. So I literally looked at the room. And I, I turn around and go straight to the bathroom. I'm like, nah, I need a moment. This is, this is yeah. crazy. Right. So I go to the bathroom. Soon I get to the bathroom, Sasha Penn is in the bathroom, right? I'm like, oh, crazy. what's good, man? Good to see you, <laughs> right? We get to the table read. I'm seeing the cast. I'm seeing Joey Badass, seeing all of these people. I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is crazy, man. This is really beautiful. The in walks 50, right? And I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really here. Yeah. I'm sitting at the table. My name tag is there. I only had about three lines in that first episode. So I'm just like, man, I'm, I, I can't even really do nothing, but I'm happy to be here, you know? Yeah. And I remember when the table read was over, I feel somebody tapping me on the shoulder and I turn around and it's 50 like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, oh, yo, what's good, 50? Like, just 
I'm like, for him to come over to me yeah. and to dap me up just spoke volumes because I'm like, I, I'm not anybody right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, re it really meant a lot and showed a lot about his character, man. So I'm just happy to have been on the ride. Yeah, he's seen, he seen something in you. He's seen something in you and just, you know what I'm saying, pulled up on you. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying, before, every, before everything and all that. That's dope. I'm, I'm really, I'm thankful, man. It, it, uh, you got to cherish those moments because they don't, they don't come around often. You know, just the reminders that, okay, I'm, I'm moving forward. This is yeah. forward progress, you know? Nah, that's a fact. Um, a lot of people don't know you was on David Makes Man. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That's a big. That's a big deal yeah, right there, man. That oh. was the. That was the one that changed, changed my mental, my mentality, and allowed me to realize, oh. If I could dream it, I can, I can manifest it. Because before that, I'm like, man, y'all really want to play a gangster, man. I, I got to play something because. People looking at me as a dancer, I'm, I'm doing these high school joints, the, the jock, the nice guy, and I'm like, yo, the moment I get to be a savage on the screen, it's going <laughs> to change the way people look at me, yeah. right? So when I first booked that joint, another crazy story, I was going for the character that I ended up booking, but then I went in for his father, and I'm like, wait, what? I just went in for the son, now I'm going in for the pops, I'm trying to grow out my beard, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and then I ended up, having a callback for the pops and then I'm supposed to do a screen test and then I couldn't because I was working on another project and they're like you know what we're just going to use your audition actually we're looking at you again for the role for the son so it was just a whole runaround right then I get a call from my team like so listen you just got one more person that needs to sign off on it and they're watching it tonight and that's um Oprah Winfrey Wow. So I'm like, what? Oprah's, wow, I said, bro. Oprah's watching my tape tonight? I'm like, yo, I already won. Yeah. Oprah's going to see my face, watch me do it. If I don't even book this, Oprah watch, my, watch me get busy. Yeah. I'm already, I'm already good, bro. So <laughs> we, um, my wife, she, um, she had photoshopped a photo of, of me and Oprah, right? Like Oprah <laughs> smiling at me and me, like, put that joint on the fridge. So I'm walking past this every day, just like, yeah, we're going to have this moment in real life. Yeah, we're going to have Before this Before any of that happened, you mean? Yeah. Wow. Right? That's crazy. So, I'm supposed to hear from her, hear from casting. We don't hear anything the next day. I'm like, so now I'm feeling crazy. I'm literally just waiting around by the phone, bro. Just like, I don't want to go to the movies. I don't want to do anything. I want to be by the phone. They don't call, right? Wow. This is a crazy story. The next day, bro, I'm at the crib and I'm behind on my rent. I'm like two weeks late and I'm like, yo, I feel crazy. I'm, I'm broke. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm going to have to call my father-in-law. I call him up like, yo, Robin, man, I, I need a loan. I'm going to pay you back. I just got to pay this rent. He's like, yo, yo, you're good, man. I got you. No worries. Bro, I go to the bank, right, get the cashier's check, drop it off in the rent box. By the time I get to my apartment, there's already an eviction notice on my door. Wow. And I'm just like... Even though I just paid it, but I just seeing that just made me feel so like, like Crazy. I had no control over my, my life, you know? And I'm just like, yo, I'll, I'll be back. I gotta just, I just gotta go take a walk. I left my phone at the crib and just went for a walk, walk for like 30 minutes. And when I came back to the crib, I hear um, my wife on the phone and I'm like, oh man, she probably talked about me to my mom's, you know what I mean? I <laughs> left for a walk and whatnot. And I opened the door and she's like, yo, Carl just called, your manager, he just
called. And I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's see what he's talking about. Call him back. They're like, what's up, buddy? I'm like, you tell me. <laughs> so, buddy, uh, so uh, you, got, you got one more uh, audition. It's, it's with Oprah on set. And I'm like, all right, cool. When is it? They're like, no, bro. You booked the job. Wow. And I'm like, what? To go from being broke, asking my father-in-law for a loan, eviction notice, to getting a phone call that was changed my life forever. Forever, yeah. Forever. You know, I made more money in that first episode than I made in the past three years, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being able to be comfortable. Like, I, I flew my whole fam out to Orlando where we were filming. Flew out my nephews and nieces so I could take them to Disney World. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity, man. And to get the co-sign from Oprah Winfrey and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And working with Terrell McCraney who wrote Moonlight. It was just like, it was just... I was just thankful and grateful to be in such good company. Yeah, that right there is crazy, bro. Like yeah. a lot of people probably didn't know that, but yeah, bro. And that's the, you could be embarrassed by those stories, but that's a part of my testimony now, right? Because I hope that it would encourage anybody that's on a journey and sees the darkness more than they see the light to to keep going and to push through. Yeah, you know, because if I would have gave up, I don't know, I don't know where I would be today. Yeah. I don't know what I would be doing, you know what I mean? So I'm just thankful to have broken through that barrier, bro. And now I'm going, oh, this, I could never go back there. Yeah. I can never go back there, you know what I so mean? I'm saying, yeah. So. Nah, only on the Love is Love podcast you get stuff like that. Man. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. Ade Chike came through, man. He dropped so many gems. I'm saying, like. Yo, you just gave so much gems, bro. Like, thank you, appreciate man. you, son. I appreciate and, you. Um, just want to know, like, what you got working on? What you working on next? Yo, so it's crazy, man. Um, I'm doing my acting thing. We got some auditions and things in the works, but now I'm really trying to transition—not transition, but also put my my hands in writing and directing and just creating my own films because I don't want to sit around. I got so much inside of me that I'm like, I, I refuse to sit around and wait for someone to just give me an opportunity yeah. when I can create them myself. That's a fact. You know, it's like what you're doing with this. You know, yeah. you can wait for somebody to look at you as a good journalist or a host and hope that they would put you on their podcast or you could create your own lane. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I want to be able to have my own thing. I want to have my own production where I can choose the directors and the producers and actors and shine a light on upcoming talent and even just the city. Eventually the goal is to open up a, a full-on production studio for acting, filming, podcasts, like just photography, a full in-house space that is hopefully can be free or just donation-based for the community, you know? That's super dope, man. So we're gonna end it like this, man. Appreciate you coming through. I'm saying, yes, sir. Hey, bro, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, you already know. Just tell them your um Instagram where to find you at and everything. Yes, uh, my Instagram at Adechike. That's A D E C H I K E, and that's me on Twitter as well. Yeah, so go tap in with him. Um, directors, go book him because his acting is crazy on another level. Thank you, you know man. I'm saying, I appreciate that. Bro. <laughs> You're ready. It's business, aka the show Venta. Love is love podcast. We going up every week. I'm saying he just blessed the episode. We out. I'm saying.
Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, you already know. Yeah.